Welcome to the Becoming Your Warrior podcast. This is the place where you get to feel inspired and empowered to step into your very best life. Hey, hey, welcome to episode one of season two of the Becoming Your Warrior podcast. This is M. super excited to have you back. Yay. Um, and if you're just joining uh, for the first time ever, uh, then welcome to the Becoming Your Warrior podcast. As I mentioned in the trailer, um, the entire season is actually 100% dedicated to helping you to find and reconnect with your unlimited vat of self-worth. And that is the self-worth that you were born with. And if the words self-worth don't really make sense or don't really resonate with you, then I totally understand because I didn't really have a name for it myself. Um, but I just knew some of the issues and the symptoms that I had in my life, which now I understand were massively connected to lower self-worth. So just let's start at the beginning. With self-worth, you are, when you are born, okay, it doesn't matter who, what life you're born into. It doesn't matter about your parents. It doesn't matter about anything like that. When you are born, like the second that you are born and you come onto this um, incredible planet, what happens is you are born with absolute knowledge that you are worthy, you are love, you are pure um, light energy, you are more than enough. You deserve love because you are love. And so you have this understanding. And that's why babies, you know, they, they cry and they rely and they expect to be loved and cared for because they know they're entitled to love because they are love and they, they feel that and they feel their worthiness. Now, what happens is this incredible unlimited vat it's still with you right now. It doesn't matter whether you're 15 or 50 or 500, um, if you are amazing, but it doesn't matter how old you are, you have unlimited self-worth. What has happened, if you are doubting that right now, is life experience. So, and normally like 99.9% .9 of the time, it's childhood stuff. When you are a child, whatever you've gone through in your life, um, it's basically you internalize so much of this stuff. So let's say, for example, you're born into a really loving family, but, um, you know, you're around, um, you know, a parent who only really shows you attention when you are like getting straight A's or if you are the top sports person, you know, in your school. And when you don't do that, your worth is determined on that. And so what happens with that is in adulthood, you become a perfectionist. You become somebody who is so driven um, and so focused because you still feel like you need to prove yourself. And so your self-worth is determined and it's um, focused on your accolades and your achievements and your medals. And without them, you generally people in their 30s, start to sort of crumble around this stage because they realize that like, oh my God, I can't be the best at anything for the rest of my life and I'm exhausted and I'm burning out. But their self-worth is so focused on that. So Another example, it might be that maybe you grew up in a household where there was lots of arguing um, or maybe where somebody was sick, whether that was a parent or a sibling. And so you learned to internalize your feelings, to not rock the boat, to not add any dramas to anyone else. You you 
kind of trained your mind, you know, you trained your mind to understand that you're actually not as important as that person who is ill. Your problems aren't as big as that person who is ill. Your emotions, you know, you, you don't want to add to your parents' worry if your brother or sister was sick. Like, and so you just took on this role of probably like another parent, but completely cut yourself off from your worth. And so as an adult, it might be that you find it really hard to express yourself. You find it really hard to ask for what you want. You might find it really difficult to um, be vulnerable and express your feelings and actually even feel those feelings. You might be like, I just don't experience the range of emotions because you've shut things off. But there will always be symptoms. There will always be behavioral patterns that just make you feel like something might be wrong. There's nothing wrong with you at all. Um, What has happened is, and this is the easiest way that I've understood it myself, is if you imagine you're born with this unlimited vat of self-worth and then over time, all of these, all of these situations in your life, all of these events happen in your life. And so what happens is this fog kind of builds around that fat of self-worth and it gets thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker until like you are so disconnected from your worthiness that you don't even you don't even know how to ask for something. You don't even, you know, you don't even know how to look somebody in the eye because you just feel like they're on a pedestal and I'm not worthy. And I'm just going to share a really like my journey with this and where this has come from, because hopefully that will help you to connect to it a little bit more as well. But for people that know me, like this might come as a a surprise or maybe not. Um, for people that know me in my career, like, you know, I'm confident and I, I, I believe anyway, <laughs> and I'm, um, you know, great at speaking with people and I love being around people. But my low self-confidence really played out because, you know, when I was growing up, um, my childhood, there was a huge amount of loss at a young age. I had a lot of trauma. I had a lot of loss. I lost my father really young. I lost grandparents really young. I, you know, we, there was a big family fallout. There was, um, I basically lost my dad and then lost contact with that entire side of the family for the next six or seven years. So like everything happened from the age of five years old. And then, um, you know, and this is, there's no one pointing fingers, no one's to blame here, but you know, my mum remarried and that person just was not equipped to be a stepfather. And so that was, you know, quite a traumatic relationship to kind of witness as a young girl, because there was lots of arguing. I was, you know, kind of my belief and, and what I had to learn was be really kind of quiet and don't rock the boat and don't upset anyone. And, you know, my job as a young girl was really to try and make this guy stay. And so if you can imagine like that as a young girl, and again, so much love to everybody involved in that whole situation, you know, but um, it's been a big thing like unraveling that. But I learned that my emotions weren't important, that I had to fix other people in my family and that they came first and that my job was to make men stay. And when I was 12 years old, eventually, thank goodness, this person left our lives. Um, But I I guess what I didn't realize is the damage had been done. And so my programming around self-worth was men were up on this pedestal. You behaved a certain way around them and you you didn't rock the boat and you just made them happy and if they were happy then you could be happy and that was my pretty much my entire adult relationship with you know partners and with men it's it's been a 
bloody huge journey of realizing that all of those behaviors that I was exhibiting and all of the ways that I would try and please people and people please and not set boundaries and just be like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm cool. I'm the chilled girl. You know, I'm, I'm so fine. I just didn't really respect or love myself because I'd never really been allowed to. And so my journey of low self-worth really played out in my relationships, especially with men. Um, for me, men were up on pedestals. For me, they were to be like honored, you know, old school. And, um, you know, as long as they were happy, I was allowed to be happy as well. So I would just do whatever they did. I went with the flow. And uh, look, it's it's definitely been a massive journey. Lots of heartbreak for me. Lots of, you know, lots of deep soul, deep div- digging. But I'm also so incredibly grateful for each and every one of those um, situations. And some of them were horribly narcissistic and violent and abusive. Um, again, not trying to upset anyone, but um, yeah. Yeah, that's very much part of my past now. Um, but, you know, it, I just did not have the skills and I didn't have the knowledge and I didn't understand what a healthy relationship looked like. So my journey with self-worth, ah, it's been huge, big breath, <laughs> a bit of emotion came up there. So basically what I have been doing over the last few years and especially the last like year and a half, maybe two years is I've really been clearing that fog and what I've been focused on is really getting back and feeling my body and expressing my emotions. And if um, something really upsets me or if I'm not happy with something, like knowing I have a voice, like not letting my throat clamp up like it used to and actually expressing myself. And it's been a big, big, big journey um, of self-worth. And I'm so excited about the future. I'm so excited about my present because life is just amazing right now. But the most important thing is I'm completely connected to my worth and I will not ever let anyone treat me the way that I allowed myself to be treated. And just listen to that language as well. It's like, obviously, you know, that it takes two to tango and, you know, other people have done, you know, really unpleasant, um, things to me. Um, however, um, in the same breath, I have been a contributor to that. And because of my low self-worth, I allowed those things to happen. But now that I understand what self-worth is, that will never, ever, ever happen again. I can promise you that. Um, So life's pretty exciting because once you start to tap into self-worth, it's like everything changes. So like I said, for you, it might be that you know, maybe you have low self-worth around like, you know, your job or you've got this ceiling of like how much money you can earn and you're like, oh, I'm not worth that. I don't deserve going for that. Oh, I could never do that, you know. Um, Or it might be that, you know, it might be around your body. Um, It might be around your friendships. It might be around your finances. It could be around so many different things. But the main way that you'll ever see somebody with low self-worth play out is they will generally um, end up, I don't say anyone goes into relationships, um, to be abused. They absolutely do not. And no one deserves it. But generally people who have been through or are going through abusive relationships, um, generally have a sense of lower self-worth. Um, and that can be that they, they went in with good self-worth, but it's just been chipped away at, um, other ways are people pleasers. So people who say yes to everything, um, people who are very malleable, people who are like, you know, just adjust to every single person around them. 
I always find if somebody like offers to do something really quickly into meeting them for you, I'm I'm always kind of like, whoa, that's very fast. That's a very speedy um, way to speed up the friendship. But it's it's a lot of the times it's like as a as somebody with lower self worth, you feel the need to please others and make other people happy in order to get them to like you. It's really important because your worth is based and your validation is based on what other people think of you rather than it being the way that you love yourself. Um, so anyway, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. And I'm really excited to, to, to sort of, as always be with you. And like I said, I've, I've been doing this work now for a few years, but as always, whenever I do these podcasts, it's like, I know I'm talking to you. Um, but as I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm continually healing myself and reinforcing these lessons. So I'm in it with you. Um, so in terms of this fog, and that's why I've, you know, called this podcast, like this fog is those life events. It's those limiting beliefs that has, is now blocking you from tapping into your incredible abundance of, um, of self-worth. And when you are living from a place of real deep connection to self-worth, you just live a really good life. You go for the things you want. You hold people's gaze, you smile, you laugh, you see the love in everybody, but you also are very highly tapped into your intuition and you listen to it and you let it guide you. You don't let yourself talk yourself out of it. Um, something that I want to say is a really beautiful quote, actually, by this amazing lady, um, sorry, amazing person called uh, Ayan Lavansant, Lavansant. And um, sorry, I've really bodged that up. But um, and basically, the quote goes: "I don't get to tell you how to love me. I get to decide if I want to be a participant in the way that you love." I'm going to say that again. So I don't get to tell you how to love me. I get to decide if I want to be a participant in the way that you love. And if you think about that and apply that to your relationships with your parents, with your siblings, with your partner, with your um, friends, you don't have to waste your time trying to teach another adult how to how to be and how to love you. Instead, you use your energy to love yourself and honor your self-worth. And from that place, you get to decide whether this person is your person, whether this person, you know, you get to play with like and participate with this person and you want to continue to do that because the way that they love you feels good as it should do. Love is meant to feel good. It's not meant to feel scary. It's not meant to feel controlling. It's not meant to feel repressive or oppressive. It's it's love is just love. It's joy. And, you know, that's not to say you're not going to have disagreements or arguments or fallouts or, or heated conversations with people. It's about, I don't get to teach you how to love me. I get to decide whether to participate in the way that you love. So if someone's treating you poorly, you get to choose whether you want to participate in that. You get to choose whether you want to stay in that situation. And if you are choosing to stay in a situation where you are being treated poorly, there's a very good chance you have low self-worth. And so that's what this journey is about. It's about clearing that fog, clearing all that crap out the way. Um, as I said, every single episode is going to be completely focused on a topic um, that is connected to self-worth. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about my story as we go as well. Just hopefully that gives you a little bit more insight and 
Um, just hopefully allows you just to trust me a little bit more and, and understand that I'm on this journey with you. So yeah, buckle up. Here we go again. Season two, episode one. Just keep stepping forward and keep stepping into becoming your warrior. And I'm so excited to help you step into abundance and into the absolute God-given right to step into your full self-worth. company today if you want to feel inspired visually then head to our instagram page and follow us at becoming your warrior